Hello, and welcome to Where Are I Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at NYU. I'm tonight's co-host, Sarah Ateortua. I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm studying drama at Tisch, and specifically in the Playwrights Acting Studio, and I'm an RA at Third North. And I'm Tom Ellett, your other co-host, and I serve as a Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. And welcome to a special edition of Where Are We Now? Happy Thanksgiving, and hope that you and your family have a wonderful holiday. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Now, you are an actress. Yes. And tell me what you're doing on the side right now, because it sounds like you have blown up your schedule. Yes, I have. Well, the thing about playwrights is that we get to work on many different shows, whether it be acting, which I'm doing, um, and several shows, but also I'm costume designing, doing that for several shows as well. So it's a very busy life that I lead right now. Now, straight acting, dancing, music? W- w- yes, so I'm in a musical. I'm in a straight play. I'm also doing just like a movement piece for another play, like toward the end, the last three minutes are just a dance, and so I'm in that as well. So just like dabbling in everything. Well, I'm so glad you had a little bit of time to spend to do this tonight. And we're excited because we have a great guest tonight. Yes, we do. Tonight, our guest is Josh Segarra, who served as an RA in Third North for Chris Stipek, Sarah Klein, Stacey Ulrich, and Lisa Schall during the 2006 through 2008 academic year. Welcome, Josh, and thank you for joining us on today's show. It's such a pleasure to have you on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. It's exciting to talk to Tom. I haven't caught up with my buddy in a long time, and it's good to meet you, so I'm excited about this. I loved going to NYU. You kidding me? And being an RA was some of the most memorable times that I had there, so to get to rap with you guys about it, it'll be a good time. Absolutely love hearing the voice. Josh, where are you right now? I am in Los Angeles. I'm out here. and working a little bit. You're having a good time. I just started a new project this week. It's called AJ and the Queen. It's on Netflix. It'll come out, I don't know, sometimes. They don't tell me that kind of stuff, but it's going to be a good one. Wow. So we want to really dig into your career. And Sarah's got a lot of questions, a lot more than me. So I'm going to turn it over to Sarah. But we want to do want to hear a little about your career. And then we're going to jump back into your Washington Square days. Talk to us a little about, well, we know you're an actor. So tell us what you've done since you graduated from NYU. The first thing I did was a show called The Electric Company. The day we started that was the day of graduation. Wow. And I got to do the Tisch graduation, but I had to miss the NYU graduation because that was the first day of production. But I'll always remember that. That was a very cool little uh, milestone right there. So Electric Company was the first. After Electric Company, I got to do a little show called Fat Camp that was a little musical that had that had a really good little life. So then after that, I got to do Lizzie Strada Jones. That was my first time originating a Broadway role. That was really cool. The story behind that is I went in for that audition. It was about a basketball team and a, the cheerleading squad, you know, based on the Aristophanes play. And Patty Mirren had done it for years, and she's a killer, man. I love Patty, and and uh, she's so talented. And and I got to audition for the role of Mick, you know, this 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 fun role, and I got to kind of be back in the musical again, and I got to test the skill set I hadn't gotten to use in a little bit, and that was really fun, and that took us to Broadway, you know, and I got to see what that felt like, and learned a lot of lessons from that, you know, we can delve into that later. That was a short-lived show, and uh, you learn, you learn, you know, and, and it was one of the best times of my life, so after that, I got a little guest spot here, I got to do Homeland, that was really cool, I got to be in the pilot, one scene with Claire Danes, and that was incredible. You know, because to me, it was, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get to be on, on Showtime. And, and it, at the time, it was just the pilot, you know. And now I look back and everyone that everyone starts Homeland is like, hey, man, you're on that show. I'm like, I know. Do you pinch yourself, you know, once in a while to say this has really happened? Tom, all the time, buddy. My parents, they're both pharmacists. You know, when I, I started doing this thing in church, I wish I can give you a much cooler story about how, how I was some shy kid or 
Nah, man. We in Orlando. If if they needed a guest at Universal to be in the slime pit, I was the one that was raising his hand. If they wanted somebody to be on stage to sing the song for the, I wanted to sing the song. When you grow up, man, and and, and my parents never ever they never once made me feel like I couldn't dream as much as I wanted and, and become anything. So when it came to this crazy little thing, when I wanted to be in the theater and I wanted to to act, they always said, "Sure, man, yeah." And and that started in high school and. and, and and at NYU, I got to develop that even more. And then time to answer your question all the time, man. Every time a new job comes along and, and, and I get to start a new journey. And I and yeah, man, I got to pinch myself or else what's it all worth? You know, if I get used to it, man, I don't deserve it no more. I want to keep folks guessing. I want to I want them to say at the end of this whole thing, whenever that may be. Like, hey, man, that kid always did something different. I can personally totally relate. My parents are always really supportive, and I think that's really important, especially in, the f in this field that's so uncertain. And, you know, th there's a lot of doubt, and especially among other people that don't, that don't kind of, they don't get it, why people go into arts. Can we jump a little bit back to your time here at NYU? So did you study all four years at Adler? I did two and a half at Adler, and then I did a semester the second half of my third year. I did that at Stone Street. Okay. And my senior year, I did academic. And why did you, why did you decide academic? Because I felt like I got a lot of great training at Adler, and I loved Adler. And kind of looking at it, I said, okay, I know I came up to New York. I came up here to go to the school to get good training, and I learned all these incredible things from all these teachers at Adler, and then I start hearing about Stone Street, and I go, okay, that's a TV film studio. Okay, I'm going to go try that place out. I go do that, and then when I was done with that, the options that NYU gave us were plenty, and the option that I thought appealed most to me was if I leave these walls after four years, and I only know about acting. That's a disservice to NYU, and that's a disservice to me. I wanted to come out of there and be able to be the best actor I could, and the only way I knew how was that my last year, I wanted to just read books about other stuff, learn as much as I could about other things so that that way my acting can kind of settle into whatever it needed to become. My senior year, I uh, met a manager at uh, Stone Street at one of the showcases on Monday night. So I'd gotten to work with a manager my senior year, too. So I think at that time, dipped my toes in the water of the audition scene that year before. And then when I met Erica, she was fantastic for my career. And she, she taught me so much, you know, and we worked together for a few years. And uh, that was the my senior year at NYU. And she helped me get electric company. And it was awesome. I think my senior year was time to me just kind of see what I had learned and kind of just be a student and see what I could offer to the world, you know, other than just just acting. You're one of the more positive people that I've met in my life. Uh, where does that positivity come from? I mean, you got energy and you got positivity. You got two killer qualities that just makes a person, people want to be around people like that you. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I can tell you the truth, man. Like I love my mom and my pop. My wife is, is a very very big presence in my life she's you know she's on this journey with me and my mom and my pop have been on this journey forever you know my brother my sister i have a pretty good family man and when i say pretty good i mean the best <laughs> there's a lot of kids that dream about this you know and and, and i never want to take for granted that i'm that i'm one of the lucky few that got a crack at it and i'm kind of learning that that's what this is we just want to keep people around us that like are going to work hard and be cool with everybody so at three in the morning when it's raining and it's cold you know, like, it's all good because everyone here is chilling and we're all going to work hard. That's something that I take pride in at, you know, I've, I've gotten to have some pretty cool jobs 
and what that it's allowed me to have a pretty cool little life and get take care of my, my wife and my boy. I got my two year old at home because there have been so many people in my life that have done that for me. Obviously, your family has influenced your journey a lot, bringing it back to NYU as well. How do you think being an RA influenced your journey in any way, if at all? When I got to NYU, I was a kid, you know, I was, I was, I was 17, just turned 18. I thought I knew everything. <laughs> and, and then you get there and you realize that the world is a big, big place. It definitely was a culture shock to me going to, to New York <laughs> and, and, and trying to figure out how to socialize that way and be in a big city. But man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Man, I started hearing about RA. I think I started hearing about freshman year. I even asked Mike Drucker. That was my RA. I loved Mike. He was an awesome RA. And he introduced me to New York City, man. I love him to death. I started hearing about this. And dude, it's a great program at, at NYU. And I really wanted to work with freshmen. I wanted to get to work with cats that were new and lost and didn't know where to eat. You know, I wanted to tell them cool spots. I wanted to kind of be, I wanted to do that thing. That sounded fun to me. I got to meet so many people. Remember when Donald Glover was there? He dropped some knowledge on us. We're trying to get him on the show. I mean, we'll bring you two together. Well... Thank you, Tom. You talked a little bit about your relationships with your residents and really trying to role model. What was it like to be on a team? Third North's a large place. That's what I wanted to get to is that you get to your third year and I realized that being an RA, man, I didn't know that that's what you got with it was a community. I made my best friends through being an RA at NYU. At my studio, I had my great, great friends, but my friends that I would go home to at night were RAs. It's a sense of community in this giant city. It's so special. Yeah. Did anything surprise you about being an RA? A lot of things surprised me, but those are the things that now I find, I look back at that young son, I go, oh man, Josh, that's so funny that you felt certain ways at that time, that I had to take meeting certain people. Yeah. It's like making theater. Yeah. Oh man, you know it. But that's why we're artists, you know, that's why we do what we do because... Sometimes the mundane is like, oh, this stinks. Let's go play pretend and, and try to create this world and tell stories and, and remind folks that like, hey, y'all, it's all good. I would be remiss if I didn't ask about your latest Broadway show that you were on. Really loved it. Um, get on your feet. It, I mean, it was such a great audience participation. And just the minute you walked in there, you didn't sit. I mean, it was just really a fun. And, and my wife, as you remember from South America, just sitting up there singing the whole time. Tell us about that whole experience. Oh man, that was incredible. I uh, I had just come off Sirens. I had just moved back home to New York. They call me and they say, hey, they're doing this reading of this musical about Gloria and Amelia Stefan. And I say, okay, I know exactly who they are. And they say, do you want to play Amelia? And I say, oh, yes, I do. That'd be very fun. So we go and we do this little reading at, at a table and it was just 10 cats, you know, all of us around the table, including Gloria and Emilio and Jerry and Sergio, Jerry Mitchell, Sergio Trujillo and and uh, and, and, and just uh, and Alex Dinalaris, our writer and the Estefans and then this cast, you know, and I just read around the table for six, seven days. And that was it. They just wanted to hear it out loud. And then fast forward, you know, you, you put it out of mind as, as, a, as, is, as is anything else. But I'll tell you what, I read that first thing. And I learned about this guy, Emilio. Now, and of course, I'd known Gloria and I'd known the Miami Sound Machine, but I didn't know too much about Emilio, the man yet. 
So I'm reading it, and 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 this is this is an immigrant that 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 is now fighting for his place in America, you know, and 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 this is a story that no, maybe I haven't felt personally, and you know what, my parents are Puerto Rican, so maybe their journey wasn't the exact same, but I know what it is to know that my parents fought for what they had to, for what they have for us, you know, they fought to give us the life that we had today, you know, like they had to take a chance, you know, and and getting to know Emilio for that journey, man, like the sacrifices that he made was incredible, and I get to I get to I. I, I get the honor of getting to tell that guy's story. So after that first reading, oh man, I didn't want to do anything else. You got to workshop the show. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I workshopped it from the very first reading. And, and you stayed the whole run. No, no, no. I did. I did my first year, and then they stayed for a year after. They did a two-year run. I'm really proud of those guys. They they did a full two-year run. I did my first year, and then I went to do Arrow right from there. I went out to Vancouver. Okay, that's right. So, what what makes an actor leave a show when they originate it? it, it does it? I don't want to say get boring, but are you looking for another, just another way to express yourself? Well, I don't know what makes every actor leave a show. I'll tell you why I wanted. Because to me, I felt like at that point I was itching to just create something new. You know, simple as that. Like. We had really created this beautiful thing. And from, from the beginning to the end, we had been there for two years. I really felt like I gave blood, sweat, and tears. And I really felt like I gave it on the line for them. And, and I loved that experience for that. You know, I have such great relationships with everybody involved. And I love them to death because we created this thing. And we got to tell this story. I got to be on stage with, 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 with people that were reminding me of my youth. You know, like we were all, we were all just celebrating, drinking a little cafecito before before the show and i'm laughing you know thinking about songs that i used to sing in church as a kid it tore me apart to leave that show but the artist inside was saying man i know that i'll never be done with any piece so i can never say that i felt like i gave it everything because you know who knows i could have found another way to try a different million different ways but when arrow came to be a possibility and they said hey josh we know you're having fun but what if you played a supervillain <laughs> against this dude called the Green Arrow out here in Vancouver for a few months. And I was like, yeah, what's this supervillain look like? You know, that's all it took. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go play a supervillain. I know we've only heard the beginning of your career and, and you have a long, long way to go. So appreciate you sharing those points for sure. Truly. Yeah, no, it's it's super exciting, especially for myself as a student, wanting to follow in those footsteps. People come here and they do make opportunities for themselves. You know, it's not it all, it all doesn't just come to you. You make those opportunities for yourself, and you use what you've learned and you apply it, and everything, all everything that NYU has to offer, whether it be studio or academic semesters. So now, do you mind if we head into a speed round of? questions a little tradition that we have on the podcast question number one what is your favorite tradition at nyu really for life really for life favorite dining hall oh third north oh yeah did you go abroad i did not i didn't know any better i was just kind of like learning as i was going and what that meant to me now i look back in retrospect was okay i gotta get a manager i gotta get an agent i gotta audition i gotta get a job and then I got to do this because then that's how you do the thing, right? That's kind of like this basic formula that we realized, right? I got super antsy. I would see other kids get book a movie. Now I realize, oh, maybe that kid was auditioning for seven years. I didn't think about those things. At the time, I was like, oh, they're doing it, so I got to do it. But I was a different actor at that time. 
If I would have gotten the opportunities when I wanted them, I don't know what this whole thing would look like now. But the opportunities didn't come until now I can look back and I was like, oh, I was kind of getting ready for the opportunities. One of them that I regret, I regret not going abroad, but staying in New York the summer that I would have gone abroad, I did a Midsummer Night's Dream at this little playhouse in Soho. It was a musical version where I played a bunch of different roles. I was basically an intern for them because everybody else had to pay dues. So they called me an intern. So I'd help clean the theater. But I got to do this play every night. And it was the first professional play I'd done in New York. And a manager, her name was Susu Stanton, the first manager I ever had. She came and saw that play. And she gave me her card after. And she said, talk to me tomorrow. And we'll start working together. So I regret not going abroad. But that that 19 year old kid had the wherewithal to be like, I know I want to go, but man, I want to stay here and I want to act. So I guess I say to I want to say to the to the to, to, to the actors there, those that are thinking about jumping and, and and making it and doing it, man, just enjoy yourself. Do every play that every teacher says you should. Do every production that NYU has. To the actors there, enjoy yourself. Don't stress about the business. Don't stress about all that stuff. There's time for all that. Enjoy yourself and be the best actor and person because when we all get out of there, we're going to be just fine. And the business ain't going anywhere. Any celebrity sightings while you're an NYU student? Absolutely. The first memory I have was seeing Phil Hoffman in Washington Square Park. Wow. He was drinking a cup of coffee. Reading the paper. Yeah. That's the life. All right. Best place to hang out in New York City. I loved hanging out in dining halls. That was my favorite. My favorite, some of my favorite memories are Third North Dining Hall, the coffee house. I love dining halls. Swipes. <laughs> Last question I have is, this is a shout out time. Any contact with alums or former staffers that you wanted to give your uh, 30 seconds of shout outs to? Chris. Chris Stippick is my man. That's my buddy. We still talk wrestling. You know, Stacy, that's my girl. You know, Sarah and Lisa, tell them I love them to pieces, man. When they hear this, tell them that seriously, they taught me so much that first year. I just love you guys for, for, for taking a chance on me and saying, hey, that kid, <laughs> we can make him kind of responsible for some stuff. So I appreciate you giving me that shot, man. Thanks, buddy. Josh, thanks so much for spending time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU has taken you. Thanks for having me on. This was really fun. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our listeners who stay connected with RA alums who are living the Dream School alumni version of life. Special thanks to my engineer, Juliana Fonseca-Alessa, and to the current professional staff and alums of NYU like Sarah and Stacy and Chris and Lisa for helping develop great students like Josh to acquire skills and live their dream. If you like the show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know RA's favorite books, go to whattheyreading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet at me at T-E-L-L-E-T for a shout out. Until next time, think about how you can use your skills, your gifts, and your talents to help create a more creative life and community for us all. 